the kind of guy that would say, hey, baby, let's get away, let's go someplace, huh, where I don't care. He's the kind of guy that you give you everything and trust your heart, share all of your love till death do you part. Welcome to Brie and Friends, a podcast about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Brie Simmons. Um, I know it's been about a month since I've last recorded. So hello again. Welcome back. I guess that's a welcome back for me, not so much for you. Or maybe both. Let's go with both. Um, a lot's happened in this month. I didn't have a real concrete topic for today more so is more hot topics like I did a couple episodes back I don't remember which um and of course you know I'm going to have to talk about mother Aretha Franklin may she rest in peace that's really weird to say I'm really still not over it it's been about a week and a half well not even a week and a half I'm recording this on Friday night so about a week and a day since she passed unfortunately and it's really weird like it does it doesn't seem real and we're not related or anything but it really does feel like a family death to me anyway and it's really hard for me to come to terms with it and actually when I heard she was sick like the articles that came out like a couple days before she passed, I refused to read any of them because I just didn't want to deal with it. And then a couple days later, it happened. Um, yeah, it's just weird to know that she's no longer living and breathing on this earth. But she's left us tons of music and tons of interviews. <laughs> which are some of my favorite to look back on. I think I might do, if any of you guys are interested, I have a blog page that I haven't used in about a year. But I want to start it back up because I always want to do like some of my like top whatever favorite uh, songs or videos or moments in film and things like that. But it, you really can't show it on an audio-based podcast. So what I was going to do is maybe have episodes like that and talk about it, but then also have a blog post up to accompany it. So you'll have video and some uh, text to read as well to go along with it. In the near future, perhaps, I wanted to do one for like my favorite songs and moments of Aretha Franklin's. The woman, I'm going to do her at the end. I'll save it for the end. There's some uh, mess to get through first. First of which, the most recent thing. Um, I watched the VMAs, guys. And I don't... Mm, the VMAs isn't really my thing. Like, I don't... This year, anyway. I don't... I, I, I watch it every year. And... I used to look forward to it, really. And this year, I 
didn't even realize it was happening. And I didn't know that it was on a Monday night. It usually is on Sunday, which threw me off. I mean, I don't have cable, so I use my mom's Xfinity login. Shout out to Rebecca Crew. Um, <laughs> um, maybe I shouldn't have said her full name. That's all right. And I uh, watched it Tuesday, the day after it aired, because mom taped it on a DVR. And let me tell you, I, I don't even know what I watched. I knew maybe five people who were present. Like, you know how they do the rundown of the names at the beginning of who all is there and who's performing and who's presenting? I didn't know any of those children. I never felt so old. I'm not 30 yet, about two years away, but still. I'm like, who are these people? They've got crazy, fun-colored hair, uh, weird braces and grills that have all different colors and sparkly things in them. And they all sound like this when they sing. You know? Um. <laughs> oh, and I, okay, maybe... You guys know about this quote boy band, but there was uh, they were doing like featuring new artists, which is really cool of MTV to do. Like these new artists got to perform at the VMAs, which is amazing. So good for them. Unfortunately, I don't know. It's okay. It just might not be for me. Maybe it's not geared towards me. Maybe they should have been on the Teen Choice Awards instead. Um. Because I can't tell you the names of any of the new artists that performed. I did like one girl. I think she was a Hispanic young lady. Her She reminded me of Amy Winehouse in a way. Like she was giving me an Amy Winehouse vibe. Um, but then <laughs> I was introduced to this boy band called, uh, it was something like, not ironic, but like why. Never is it never mind? Not never mind. I don't remember the name of it. I'll look back in my tweets and try to find it. But they're bad. They were <laughs> it reminded me of like a revamp of Color Me Bad. Do you guys remember them? The Ooh girl, I think I love you. I'm always thinking of you. And I want you to know I do it all for love. Them or the Ooh, I want to sex you up. That's what they reminded me of. And there was this one boy in that band who had like long blonde hair and one of those uh like 90s style pastel windbreakers on that were different color blocks. It reminded me of Zach Morris. I called him Zach Morris's trash Justin Bieber hybrid. Like, <laughs> I just, uh, I got to find their name. I. Yeah, they weren't good to me anyway. Um, but I will say this. Jennifer Lopez, I. I'll say I like her songs. They're fun and cool to dance to fun to sing along with. I will put it in this order for Miss Lopez. I mean, I'm giving her props. She's amazing. The woman is 49 and looks phenomenal like she doesn't look like she's aged at all abs for days too and she can still dance her butt off and perform um she 
she to me well number one selena um she is a dancer actress singer in my book and that's no shade i love jennifer lopez i had that album j-lo i had that album with the uh uh now i can't think of the song <laughs> oh my love don't cost a thing you gotta give me ice to you don't that was a good album she had that i'm real on there play it was a good album her first album was great waiting for tonight whoa like she's got some she's got some bops not denying that and the videos are always really fun and i had to take the side uh shout out to the read podcast um one of the hosts on there, Kid Fury, was saying that he can't believe that Missy Elliott hasn't got the Video Vanguard Award yet. And I thought about it and I'm like, he right, though. Missy Elliott's videos are some of the best. Like back in the 90s slash early 2000s, people really put a lot of thought. Not that they're not doing it now, but they went all out on these videos and had crazy high budgets. And her videos are amazing. And really paved the way for other artists. And she's so humble all the time. Like you'll see her tweet or post on Instagram, like shout outs to other artists that she's worked with. And when people compliment her, she's always like, oh, thank you. I do it for you guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, never like pumping herself up, even though I think she knows that she's that bitch. She just, she's humble. I love it. Um. But yeah, I'm like, why hasn't Missy gotten one? Not that Jennifer doesn't deserve it, but certainly Missy should have gotten one before Jennifer, like for videos anyway. Um, but Jennifer Lopez's performance was amazing. I'm assuming she did all that live, the singing. The dancing was great. She brought out Ja Rule for the I'm Real remix. You know, the what's the mo- I mean, <laughs> what's my motherfucking name? Are you Ellie? Then he says something inaudible. You all know it. Reunited them. It was like seeing him in Ashanti again. It's just you love the feeling. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed Ariana Grande's performance for God is a Woman. That song has been stuck in my head for like two weeks. I love Ariana Grande. I think I was following her when she was on Nickelodeon on that show victorious i thought she was the best one on there her and that liz gills giles girl they were both on broadway together they were like in kitty broadway together coming up and then they both landed that nickelodeon show and i've always loved ariana's voice and her acting she does really good impressions before she made it big i followed her youtube and she would do like different compilations of uh celebrity impressions or singers impressions that she can do it's great and she's also very humble you know but also very self-assured and i appreciate that um but her performance for god as a woman was really cool her dancing has gotten way better and then she brought out her uh mom her nona and her cousin i think at the end as well so that was a cute moment and the rest of it can't tell you what the hell happened i don't know performance wise i and i wish i could have saw this i should have went back and looked at the videos because i love aerosmith and apparently they performed with some rapper guy post malone they performed with post malone but i didn't see that performance 
I think I would have really enjoyed Aerosmith's portion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old for the VMAs. I just didn't enjoy it as much. I'll tell you one thing though. Um, oh, wait, backtracking. Panic at the Disco performed. And I still don't know who all is panicking at the disco. I don't know any of the other gentlemen or ladies that are in that band. I've only ever seen up front and in person, not in person yet. Up front is Brendan Urie. Um, I don't know who else is in that band. Like, you know, Fall Out Boy, you mainly hear Patrick Stump and the lead singer. That guy. And then you see Pete Wentz because he's the brooding bass player. I don't even know who the bass player is for Panic at the Disco. All I know is Brandon, or Brendan, I'm sorry, can sing his ass off. And he sang his ass off at the VMAs. And they showed the band briefly, but I didn't know if that was like his backing band or his actual core band. I still don't know. Maybe I can look it up. On, well, I know I can look it up on Google or something, but... Hmm. Um. Another thing that I thought was cute and fun, but also a bit of a reach, Backstreet Boys came out to present an award and they started singing a cappella jam like to the songs that were nominated. I thought that was cute. Like they were trying to appeal to the kids, these 40 year olds up there. Y'all, what's that new uh, Tanashi 67 3 song? I don't know the name of that rapper. You guys probably know. I don't know these new people. I don't. That's the moral of the story. I don't know anybody who was at the VMAs besides Ari and Nikki and unfortunately Madonna. And <laughs> I'll get to that in a hot second. Um, I wanted to touch on Nicki Minaj. As of late, Homegirl's been really concerning me not uh, mm, how do I phrase this I've never been a huge fan of Nicki Minaj but I've never disliked her until recently and not even I, I don't want to say I dislike her I just don't care for her right now like I don't like the attitude that she's given off lately and by lately I mean the past couple years like she's getting too big for her britches Nikki needs to sit down Onika needs to have a seat and with this new album that she dropped called Queen um first I I don't know all of the drama behind it I just know there's a lot going on so she was supposed to release it earlier, but then said it was going to be late, but then released it a week before the later due date. And she just goes off on a lot of people on this album. Um, Drake, I think, Lil Wayne. Um, not Future, it's some other rapper. Again, people I don't know. But she just seems very bitter and she seems like she's reaching and just trying to stay relevant when she doesn't need to do all that. Like she's a very talented young lady by herself. Like she doesn't need to try to stay young and hip and try to appeal to like all these teens, you know, 
Like that's who her fans are, which is why her tour sales are shit because these teenagers can't afford to go to her tour and their parents aren't going to give them money to go see Nikki's half naked ass on stage. More power to her. Be half naked if you want to. Um, but, and if I could just comment on that real quick, I think she's taking it a little bit too far with the butt injections. It's scaring me now. Like when she went on the VMA say she had like a bodysuit on with like a sheer wrap and it looked really cute. I'd wear it if I were to go anywhere that called for that outfit. But her butt was terrifying. It's just too big. There's such a thing as a too big butt. And it's not like it's like unpleasant and, you know, jiggling around everywhere out of control. It just stays in one place. And I think that's part of the terrifying part. You know, just don't move. It doesn't move. Um, I just need for her to calm down with it. Like she I liked the the super bass body or the anaconda body. It's like Michael Jackson almost. Like I think I'm at that stage with her where I have to reference different eras of hers with the way her body looked, like the way Michael's face looked. Like you had black Michael back in the seventies slash early eighties. Then you had maybe Puerto Rican Michael during his bad era, the album, not like him being a bad person. And then like Ghost near the end, bless his heart. I love him though. That's how I feel with Nikki. Um, and again, more power to her. If that's what she wants to do to her body. I'm just worried about what's going to happen when she gets older because she is getting older. And... I I don't know how plastic surgery or those butt injections work. I'm just worried that something's going to go very wrong with them soon. Anywho, besides all that, um, when she won for, I think, Best Hip Hop Video, which I think she already knew she had, and if she didn't, she would have caused a fit. But it's like, girl, it's just a VMA. It's an MTV award. It's not like it's a Grammy or anything. And, I mean, that's not saying that MTV is shit or that that award show is shit. It just means it's not the end all be all. And it's not that huge a thing. Beyonce hasn't won plenty of VMAs and she's doing just fine. (laughs) You know, so she just walks up there like she knew she was going to win. Didn't even try to look surprised. But I guess that's better than looking like fake ass Taylor Swift with the oh my gosh, I won face. But then she gets up there. I don't even remember her speech, but I do know she tried to clown some people. Um, and yeah, who knows what she said, but I just need for her to be a bit more humble and also evolve as an artist. Like, I don't think she has that much. Like, she's come, I won't say a long way, but a way from starships were meant to fly. You know, I love that back then because that hit my age bracket. It's a nice club fun dance song. And I dance to it at bars and clubs all the time. But I think she's older now and she's past all that. And she needs to reflect that in her music. Or maybe not if that's not the way she wants to go with her career. But I just feel like people are getting if she doesn't want to go that way with it, at least you know, I don't know, not be so insane about it. Don't feel like she's just coming across as very insecure with her 
with her music and herself, like her image. She'll get up there and say that she's the best and, you know, talk a good game about her rap and how she's the one who writes what she raps. And that's cool. But her actions aren't reflecting that. Like, if you know you're good, just sit down. Like Kendrick. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. Just take a seat. Let the music speak for itself. You don't have to. Uh, she just does the most. And I'm going to go back to Beyonce. I'm not even a Beyonce, like, super fan. But I just appreciate her business. Um, music business savviness these days. Like, this woman will drop an album and then say nothing else about it. And people will buy it up. Drop tour dates. Say nothing else about it. Sold out shows. And I think that says a lot. Like, I think Nikki's at an age, and I think she'll have some fans who will do the same thing for her, you know? And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a woman that's her age, like mid-30s, I want to say she is, and having fans that are teenagers and things. Nothing's wrong with that. Whatever. But you can't only appeal to them. And, again, I just think she hasn't really evolved as an artist at all to me um and the other thing is she's always picking a fight with any other female rapper that comes around like there's always going to be another female MC or rapper like she can't stop it and I don't think Cardi B wants any beef with anybody like she just <laughs> I think she's just happy to be where she's at and that's it you know She's goofy. She's crazy. She'll say some crazy things, but you don't see her initiating anything with anybody. You know, she'll uh, comment on it and I won't say retaliate, but I guess respond <laughs> to it. But that's it. I mean, she's a mama and she's about to do not a tour tour. I think like a mini tour, maybe. All I know is and I called it. She dropped out of the Bruno Mars tour. I knew that was coming. And again, more power to her. Take care of you and your family first. Um, but I think at the awards, Cardi sort well, people were saying uh, that in Cardi's uh, acceptance speech that she kind of shaded Nikki, but I didn't hear anything from that. All I heard Cardi say was, you know, people told me that I was making the wrong career move by having a baby and I'm not going to be able to do anything. And she's like, well, I had it. I carried it. And now I'm winning VMAs, so I'm like, more power to you, girl. Go for it. But my thing is, with Nikki coming for Cardi, or even when she was, or was it Little Kim who was coming for Nikki? Either way, there's room for everybody. You know, I get how competitive the music industry is and how you need to stay on top and stay relevant. And if someone, like, there's always somebody to replace you, unless you're Aretha Franklin. And I, I understand it, but I think there's room for everybody here. Like, there are so many artists who haven't, like, that are on indie labels that are doing the same thing she is, you know, that are selling out shows locally and abroad. And they're not raising as big a ruckus as she is, you know? Like, there's just room for everybody is what I'm saying. And she needs to calm down, stop being so insecure. I think she needs to take a break. I think we need a break from Monica. 
I think she needs to just go be by herself for a little bit. Maybe talk to a therapist. Hmm. Remember they had premieres back then, you know? So I was waiting on some Michael Jackson program and they showed like a prayer. And I remember there was a black Jesus crying blood tears. That's what I vividly remember. So that's why. Um, but anyway, Madonna got on stage to present for video of the year. Um, and she kind of gave me Paris Jackson vibes. Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris. Because Paris Jackson nowadays is wearing like that hippie chic stuff. And she got up, but it looked bad on her. Like she had some weird headdress on with spikes on it. And these charms and weird earrings and braids. And she just looked like somebody's hippie grandmother. But it's Madonna. And they, first of all, they opened that segment with playing like a little bit of an Aretha song and some clips of her. And then they lower the screen and it's a huge picture of Aretha and Madonna walks out and she proceeds like I thought it was going to go well. Because she opened with Aretha Louise Franklin changed the course of my life. So I thought, okay, we're going to get a nice little tribute to Aretha Franklin from a pop artist who would not be around at all had it not been for Mother Aretha. and. She tells a story about how she moved from Detroit to New York or L.A. or some shit like that. Like, basically just gave her whole life story. And the only time she mentioned Aretha again is when she said that she was at an audition for this guy who was like a Paris tour director or some shit. And he saw one. She saw she saw one of Aretha's albums like on the table and was like I could sing uh you make me feel so apparently she said like she just talked it up though like she was like this skinny white girl walked to the front of this dark stage and belted out Aretha uh Aretha Franklin song and she's like and I'm Madonna bitch and it's like no stop what are you doing like she mentioned Aretha maybe two or three times and the rest was just about herself. And then she even went on to say that she performed at the first VMAs, the first airing of the VMAs, and went to describe the performance. She's like, I was singing on top of a cake in a wedding dress, singing like a virgin. I lost my shoe on the way down. And I'm like, okay, what's that got to do with Aretha? Like, if Aretha were there, she would have been given so much side eye. Maybe she was giving side eye from heaven. I hope she haunted her in her dreams. Like that was horrible. And she she uh backtracked after people, of course, gave her shit about it. And she was like, I was asked to present video of the year by MTV. And then they asked me to share my anecdotes I had in my career connected to Aretha Franklin. So I'm gonna pause there and say, if it's an anecdote then like it should be like a minute or two. She was up there for, I want to say a good five to seven minutes talking about her damn self while Aretha Franklin's big ass photo was behind her. Like if, anyway, she went on to say, I shared a part of my journey and thanked Aretha for inspiring me along the way. 
I did not intend to do a tribute for her. That would be impossible in two minutes with all the noise and tinsel of an award show. I could never do her justice in this context or environment. Unfortunately, most people have short attention spans and are so quick to judge. I love Aretha. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. While I get it, she wasn't up there for two minutes, first of all. So she could have certainly thrown, thrown together a very, like if she could talk about herself for that long, she could certainly talk about Aretha for that long. Two, that really wasn't an anecdote about how Aretha inspired you. It was a quick moment of you singing her song. She didn't inspire you. You just knew the song because you saw the album sitting there. And you're like, hey, I know this. I can sing this acapella. That's it. How does she inspire you? How? And my other thing is, I didn't expect MTV, like, I'll give them this. The show was Monday. Aretha died Thursday, so they didn't have a lot of time to put anything in there. But it would have been just fine if they just kept it with, like, the 30-second clip that they had, you know? But they, they didn't need to ask Madonna to say anything. And I heard that she did the same thing for Michael when he passed. She just talked about herself. And how they're alike, like how they both have siblings. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, that was stupid. It was bad. Madonna needs to be stopped. I know they're like Madonna herself is a trailblazer for a lot of performers and uh, pop artists. But Aretha is mother of them all. And I just didn't think it was it was disrespectful to me. Like, if you're going to say anything at all about her, you know, make it more than. I saw her album. I loved her album. So I sang a song from it. And then these guys in Paris said, you know, you weren't good. That's the other thing. The people, the guys she sang it for, they called her back and said, yeah, that wasn't good, but we can fix you. So I'm like, okay, what? I I don't know. It was stupid. She's stupid. Uh, I feel bad saying that, but mm, I just I ain't got nothing else for it. But my short little tribute to Aretha coming out of that. Um, I'm gonna read what Obama said about her. And then I'll say my bit because what I have to say isn't anywhere near as elegant or eloquent as what he said. So, and I reposted this on my Facebook as well. He said, America has no royalty, but we do have a chance to earn something more enduring. Born in Memphis and raised in Detroit, Aretha Franklin grew up performing gospel songs in her father's congregation. For more than six decades since, every time she sang, we were all graced with a glimpse of the divine. Side note, very fucking true. Back in. Through her compositions and unmatched musicianship, Aretha helped define the American experience. In her voice, we could feel our history, all of it and in every shade. Our power and our pain, our darkness and our light, our quest for redemption and our hard-won respect. She helped us feel more connected to each other, more hopeful, more human, and sometimes she helped us just forget about everything else and dance. 
Aretha may have passed on to a better place, but the gift of her music remains to inspire us all. May the Queen of Soul rest in eternal peace. Then he goes on to say, Michelle and him send their prayers and sympathy to the family. And I don't know. When I found out, I really couldn't share anything other than holy what happened. But then I just reposted his because I'm like, I can't think of anything to say. He's, she sang at his inauguration, if you all remember, in a beautiful gray suit and hat. Um, but yeah, Aretha is, I think, for a lot of uh, female singers anyway, some of the first, uh, she was like the first voice I tried to emulate. My mom plays her played her and still does play her every time she cleaned the house um <laughs> and sang the one my mom was singing a lot is um daydreaming so I know that one pretty well it's ingrained in me um and she was like one of the first singers I tried to emulate like try to get that same level of soul and realness and rawness you know in your voice like of course no one's gonna sound exactly like her and no one should try, <laughs> but you know, just she's amazing. She was an amazing performer. She could play the hell out of a piano. I don't know if you guys remember when she uh, did "You Make Me Feel" uh, for when they were honoring Carol King at the uh, Kennedy Center, and it made Obama cry. It made me cry when I looked at it. And Dante brought up that. Well, first of all. When she died, I was like, I can't look at that video again, at least for another year, or I'm just going to start bawling my eyes out. And I haven't looked at it again. I won't do it. I've seen the thumbnail plenty of times uh, shared on various social media, of course. But I'm I'm not clicking it. I'm not doing it to myself. I don't want to feel feelings. Maybe I'll talk to my therapist about it. But <laughs> she tore it up. And when I first saw that, I remember, well, I don't remember saying it, but Dante told me, I said, you know what? We can't lose Aretha. She can't die. And I didn't really expect her to this soon. Like, I didn't know she was sick. Not that it's any of our business, but I'm like, can we at least get a memo? The woman sent a fax to the Associated Press about Dionne Warwick and how she's like, listen, me and her don't get along. And the stuff she said about me isn't very true. But we couldn't get a fax about this, Aretha. You couldn't prep us. Sorry. Rest your soul. <laughs> ah, but yeah, and another thing I saw um, shortly after she passed, her granddaughter um, actually posted a video that she took of her at her house, I think back in March, of her playing keyboard and singing. And then Aretha blows a kiss at her granddaughter at the end. And I was like, this is so sweet. And then my heart just went out to her because, I mean, when I first heard, I didn't, I'll admit, really think of her family or anything like that. But then after I saw that video, I'm like, this has to be heartbreaking for them. And she even tweeted like, you know, the world lost an icon and a legend, but I lost my grandmother. And I'm like, oh, damn it. But. And apparently she's having three different memorial services and Stevie Wonder and Shaka Khan's performing at one. I don't know if it'll be televised because you know how they televise Michael's and Whitney's and I watched both. 
It was a mistake. I let myself get too emotional. <laughs> and I watched both of their memorial service. But if they did televise hers, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. I'm not ready. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I can say. The woman is everything for me, music-wise. It's her and Stevie who were my number one male and female R&B, pop, soul, whatever. Singers, performers, songwriters, composers. They're both amazing. And I actually got to see Stevie Wonder about two weeks ago while we were in Las Vegas. And my life is forever changed by that. Ooh-wee. More on that a little later. But um, I also read a statement from him because when, okay, when I read that he went to go see her, I was like, oh, shit, it's over. And my heart broke for him, too. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the video of them singing together, but it's great. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen every video of her by now, as you should. She was also great in Blues Brothers. For the short stint she was in there for that one scene at the diner. And she sings Think to her husband. Or maybe it was her boyfriend. It was great. And fun fact, I heard about that. They had to keep re-recording it because she would sing it differently every time she recorded the, you know, track to it. So the lip syncing was off sometimes because she would like actually sing it. That's funny. Um, oh, and also, we can't forget the iconic video where someone, I don't know which publication it is, is interviewing her. And this is one of her more uh, petty slash shady moments, but she has earned it. This diva earned it. They, he was asking her about these uh, different young singers. I'm sure you guys have seen it. And uh, she low-key shades Alicia Keys when he's like, oh, what do you think of Alicia Keys? He's like, a young performer, young, young producer, good producer, great writer, doesn't say singer. And then um, Adele, she said she was a great, good singer, young performer, you know. She gave Adele her accolades. She actually covered Adele's songs, if you guys remember one of the last albums she did. She covered Rolling in the Deep. And I don't know if she did her whole, uh, that whole album or just random pop songs she liked, you know. But I saw her perform. Oh, I didn't see her personally, like in person. But I saw it on live with Kelly and Michael when it was still live with Kelly and Michael. I saw her perform Rolling in the Deep. It was good. Um, they get to Taylor Swift and she doesn't even mention singing. She just goes... Great gowns, beautiful gowns. And one, I just want to break that down. I like how she called them gowns, not dresses, gowns. How elegant is, what a classy lady. Um, and then they mentioned Nicki Minaj. And she's like, hmm, I'm going to pass on that one. Thought that was also great. Mm. Uh, and there's also that performance uh, of when VH1 did that Divas Live thing. And it was Aretha and Celine. Who else? Mariah Carey. 
And I can't remember who else was on stage, but she also brought Carol King on stage because um, they were going to perform You Make Me Feel because Carol King wrote it. Um, and Aretha just out sang everybody, started singing over everyone because it's her song. Let her have it. You better just move. Like, I know you all are divas in your own right, and you all have amazing voices, obviously, but please make way for Queen Mother. Um... I know this really spiraled. I know I'm really rambling. So I'm going to try to wrap this up. Um, all in all, it's a great loss for me. I think it's a great loss for the world musically. Like, I know she wasn't doing much uh, performing anymore. But it's just weird to know that she's just not here. And you don't even, you won't have a chance to see her again if you've seen her before. Me, I won't have a chance to see her perform at all. Not that it's a huge deal, like not trying to sound selfish, but, you know, it's just very, it's, I don't know, it's a weird feeling for me to have one of these legends that everyone knows worldwide. You say her name, they're going to know who she is, who's made such an impact culturally as well, not just for music. And I also, she evolved with it, you know, like I was saying, Nikki needs to evolve and go with the changes. Like when Aretha came out with Rocksteady. Rocksteady, baby. That's what I feel now. Like, you know, that was a little different from the song she was doing back then. It hit, if it like the uh, funk vibe that was big then. Then you have Freeway of Love. It hit that nice, fun pop R&B. We're going riding on the freeway of love. And she did it. Everything she did was with style and grace and so much confidence. Like, I remember somebody tried to come for her because she was a bigger lady. Um, and she always wore, though, beautiful gowns. And they were almost always sleeveless. But she always had some sort of shawl with it or, like, fur coat, which I also love that she would just toss on the floor while she's singing because she's that bitch. Um, someone tried to shade her on, like, a fashion uh column and said that maybe a woman her size ought not wear things like that or wear things that are more flattering and aretha clapped back and was like i look uh, i'm paraphrasing but she basically said i look great i know i look great maybe you should worry about yourself thank you she signed it and everything and i'm like beautiful like uh she was everything uh, anywho Thank you guys for listening. Sorry I've been away for so long. Busy, busy bee. And maybe in about a couple weeks, I'll post a lost episode starring my two friends, Roman and Cody, that I filmed while we were brunching. Well, not filmed. Recorded while we were brunching. There's just some sound issues that I need to fix. And it's taking forever. And I just didn't have the patience to get it out in that week so maybe i'll release it a little later it's a fun little episode though um but yeah thank you guys did i just say thank you uh guys wow thank you guys for listening thanks for hanging in there and i will see you next time bye-bye guys i needed to come back and uh, say a few things. I rushed through the Aretha thing because I was just a bit frazzled. But 
I also wanted to add that this woman won 18 Grammys and sold 75 million records. 18 Grammys and 75 million, as Dante just pointed out how they said it back then, records. 75 million records. This woman, like... Amazing. And one of my favorite songs by her, Daydreaming, as I said before, the name of that entire album was called Young Gifted Black. And now I just want that tattooed on me somewhere with like a silhouette of her face. Young, comma, gifted, comma, black. And maybe the fist. The uh, black pride fist. Uh, Anyway, I think I'm definitely going to have to do that blog post about her now. So I'll let you know when that's up, guys, and you can go check that out. It won't be under like a Brie and Friends page. It's under my music page, Brie Simmons Music. Um, But once that's up, I'll let you guys know. And now I'll actually say goodbye and thank you guys for listening. I lied. I needed to add a couple more things. Hindsight's always 2020, guys. Um, I was just reading that she also performed at Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter's inauguration. And... I thought about how much shit she has lived through and how much history she has seen change. And I mean, I don't want to be, you know, this uh, pretentious guy, but you can really see that in some of her deeper cuts in her music. Like, again, like I said before, um, she's just evolved and changed with the time so seamlessly. And uh, and she's just been through a lot in her personal life as well, but still kept this very elegant and graceful and powerful demeanor through all of it. And yeah, Uh, I can't say enough about Aretha Franklin, guys. And I also just found out she has two honorary doctorates of music from Berkeley and from Yale. I mean, my goodness, Dr. Franklin. Dr. Aretha Franklin. Okay. And now, for the third time, like my granddad does with his sermons, the third time he says, as I close, that's when he's actually done. And this is the third time I'm saying goodbye and see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Maybe, maybe let's get away. Let's go somewhere.